Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. A Christ follower doesn't, can't, impossible. To live by feelings, but by the truth of God's Word. I cannot live by feeling and expect to accomplish what God wants. Because I will always go back to those things which I wish I could have done different. And Satan knows how to torment me in my mind. So I have to replace his lies of condemnation with the truth of God's Word. There's a famous movie series where many of the characters are told to search their feelings to determine the truth of a matter. Some actual people try to live their lives and make decisions based on whether the choice makes them feel good or not. There are even so-called Christian preachers whose main appeal is to the emotions, such as God doesn't want you to feel bad. Pastor Mark is teaching what the Bible says, which is that the truth of God's word trumps any feelings we might have. Feelings can get us off track in our walk with Jesus. Knowing what God says will keep us on the right course. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part three of his message, Forgetting My Past. You go through the Word, you've been a Christian for 30 years, and you're living in the past. Well, I've been through the Word of God. Well, what's Balmer going to give us today? That passage, I could quote it to you in the Greek and the Hebrew. Yeah, you could quote it to me. But you ain't living it at all. But why? Because you become stagnant in your walk with God. God requires a vibrant day-by-day relationship. So one of the things I have to be careful about is the thing that God has helped me accomplish in my past, it can cause me to be stagnant and prideful. Now, it's not only for individuals. As you look around our world... Why do you see many churches that used to be vibrant? The congregations were growing. The church was amazing. All kinds of things would happen. All kinds of different denominations. All kinds of things going. You go to the churches today, and they're dead. There's hardly anybody in them. Everybody's left. Everybody's either gone back to the world or changed to another church. Now, why is that? Because that church... That denomination, that association of churches started, instead of living today current, they started living and relying on what happened in the good old days. Could that ever happen to Calvary Chapel? Yes, it could. Well, think about this. We're almost 20 years old next year in Melbourne. 9,000 people every week, four campuses. 
missionaries all over the world. All kinds of people getting saved. People getting water baptized. You guys grow on minister. Building new kids building. Can't fit the people in the kids. All, wow, praise God. I just want to share with you something. With God's help, let me say that again. With God's help, as long as I'm your pastor, this place ain't going to get stagnant. And we're going to accomplish what God wants for us today, tomorrow, and the future. Some of you out there saying, Pastor Mark, I'm not going with you. Bye. Because we're moving forward. Get your hand up just like this. Come on, like a floor staper. We're moving forward. We're moving forward for Jesus Christ. So if you're not comfortable moving forward, go to a dead church. I'm sorry. Because we're moving forward. By the way, don't do that because we'll just take you along with you. And eventually you'll get it. I want you to write this statement down. This is huge. Quit talking about your relationship with God in a past tense. If your relationship with God is past tense, then you're hurting. Because God is a God of today. We can't go back to the church of Acts and try to be the church of Acts. We have to be the church that God designed us to be today. Filled with the power of the Spirit. It's fresh. It's overflowing. There's new manna available for us every single day. The next generation that we're working on is the kids. Because that's the generation that's going. Those of us that are older, boomers and all the rest, we're headed out of here. We're still ministering to you. We're still sharing with you. But my friends, we're working on the next generation. The young, the youth, and the next generation are coming up. That's who we're focusing on. That's who Paul was focusing on. We haven't forgot you. Relax. I'm part of you. I haven't forgotten me. But we want to be young for Jesus Christ. And we want the church to be all God wants us to be. Now, there's another principle. It's not only that I have to forget my accomplishments. Here's the next thing you want to write down. I have to forget my past sins, failures, guilt, shame, and regrets. So this suitcase, the red one, reminds me of my past sins, my past failures, Guilt that I have from the past, decisions that I made, shame, and regrets. Now, when I look at that, what does that mean to you? When you see that red bag and you look at your life, your life and you look at your past, what pops into your mind? Lots of things pop into our mind. Noble Doss dropped the ball. One ball, one pass, one mistake. In 1941, he let one football fall. And it's haunted him ever since. I cost us a national championship, he says. The University of Texas football team was ranked number one in the nation, hoping for an undefeated season and a berth in the Rose Bowl. They played conference rival Baylor University. With a 7 nothing lead in the third quarter, the Longhorn quarterback launched a deep pass to wide-open Doss. The only thing I had between me and the goal, he recalls, was 20 yards of grass. The throw was on target. Longhorn fans rose to their feet. The sure-handed Doss spotted the ball, reached out, and it slipped through his fingers. Baylor rallied, tied the score with seconds to play. 
Texas lost their top ranking and consequently their chance at the Rose Bowl. I think about that play every day. Dawson hits. Oh, not that he lacked other memories. Happily married for over six decades. A father, a grandfather, served in the Navy, World War II. Appeared on the cover of Life magazine with Texas teammates. He intercepted 17 passes during his collegiate career. A university record. He won two NFL titles with the Philadelphia Eagles, professional team. The Texas High School Hall of Fame and the Longhorn Hall of Fame include his name right in it. Most fans remember the plays that Doss made and the passes he caught. Doss remembers the one he missed. Once upon meeting a new Longhorn head coach, Doss told him about the drop ball. It's been 50 years since the game. But he wept as he spoke. You see, all of us have failed, but we're not failures. Would you write that down this morning? All of us have failed, but we're not failures. Doss isn't a failure. I mean, it was one pass. But to have memories of that that brings tears after 50 years shows us that is a memory he should forget. You see, all of us have sinned against God. There isn't anybody that's listening to me today that hasn't failed. We'd love to do some things over. Some people continue to be chained to their past sins and regrets and failures and shame. So many people live with guilt right now today by playing the if-only game. Shame. How many times have we heard this recently? I'm ashamed to tell people that we've lost our home because of bad decisions. You know, we never consulted God. Guilt. I wish I knew the Bible better after being a Christ follower all these years. Failure. I wish I could have been a better father, mother, but I I failed and it's too late. Regrets. I've ruined our marriage. Is it too late? Can God forgive me? The list goes on and on. I wish I hadn't had the abortion. I wish I had not lost my virginity. I wish I had not got drunk and drove that car. I wish, I wish, I wish. There isn't anybody listening to me that doesn't have regrets of our past. Rick Warren speaks on guilt. Many people are driven by guilt. They spend their entire lives running from regrets and hiding from shame. Guilt-driven people are manipulated by their memories. They allow their past to control their future. They often unconsciously punish themselves by sabotaging their own success. Well, where is this battle played? How can we change that? This morning, I want you to see, I have a bungee cord, small one. This represents our mind. Proverbs 23 says, as a man, as a woman think in their heart, so they become. So Satan knows that the battle is always in our mind. And Satan loves 
to take the things we failed. And wherever we at, he brings those memories right in front of us. Day or night, when unexpected, boom, here comes Satan, bringing that memory back again. Well, how am I going to forget it? How can I not have a reaction to that? Well, the world, the word tells us. It gives us the answer. You see, when Satan brings that to my mind, that past sin, failure, guilt, shame, regret, his goal is to cause me to feel condemned. Write this down and you'll remember it. Satan's goal He loves to condemn people because of their past. You see, he wants to say to you, you failed. You're useless. You'll never get over this. Doesn't matter what you do, you'll never be good enough. It's not going to happen in your life. You can never please God. You've never really changed. Why in the world did you do that? What a stupid thing you did back then. And we allow the enemy to play in our minds. Does this sound familiar to you? Maybe you've asked God to forgive you. Of something you did years before, you've asked God a hundred times afterward. But every time it comes to your mind, you say, oh God, forgive me. I'm sorry I did that. Yet each time you still feel some guilt and continue to feel defeated. Here's the key to our mind, the bungee cord. You see, our mind cannot be operated by how I feel. Our mind must be renewed into what God says. So write this down, and we'll explain it. A Christ follower doesn't, can't, impossible to live by feelings, but by the truth of God's word. I cannot live by feeling and expect To accomplish what God wants. Because I will always go back to those things which I wish I could have done different. And Satan knows how to torment me in my mind. So I have to replace his lies of condemnation with the truth of God's word. Now turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Romans chapter 8. I'll show you where that is. And let's see what the correct thinking is this morning. Romans chapter 8. And see what God says to us. When you get there, Paul wrote this. And Paul basically is going to talk about you and I who belong to Christ. We've been born again. What is the truth of the statement from Paul? Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 1. So now there is no condemnation. Say it with me. No condemnation. How much? None. None. Well, for who? For those who belong to Christ Jesus. See, if you're not a Christian today, you are condemned by your sins. There is no forgiveness until you ask for it. So you do live with real guilt. We'll talk more about that next week. But for the Christian, that's not true. For the power of the life-giving spirit, notice the word, has freed you through Jesus Christ from the power of sin that leads to death. So God's word says... And it corrects our wrong thinking, our wrong feeling. Those who belong to Christ, those who have been born again, are not condemned. That means I have the power of God by asking for forgiveness that will free me 
from those feelings and from the condemnation. So there is a truth in God's word that simply is a verse that you should know. Most of us do know. Here's what it says, 1 John 1, 9. Look at it. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. What's the truth? When we ask God to forgive us, God forgives us. When we ask God to forgive us, God forgives us. Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor, and I want you to say to your neighbor, when we ask God to forgive us, God forgives us. Go ahead, say it with some emphasis, would you? So, what is the truth that I just said? When the enemy comes in, and he drags that old suitcase out, and he drags it right to your mind, and it's torment! What do I say to him? Here's what I say to him. Satan, I'm a follower of Christ. I've already asked for that sin to be covered and forgiven. There is no condemnation because I'm in Christ. I am forgiven. You see, when you ask God to forgive, God forgives. Now, how many times will you have to do that? Every lousy time that the enemy brings that suitcase to you. Will he bring it more than once? You already know the answer to that, don't you? I know the answer to it. So, Pastor Mark, you don't have any regrets in your past? Ah! Just like you. Exactly like you. There's nobody any different in this room. So the truth of God's word. By the way, that's why we teach God's word. So that you will know the truth. When we know the truth, then I can learn to be free. Write this down. This is another truth that's all over the Bible, but most people don't get it. Most people think when you come to Christ, it's a pretty narrow walk. Not much is going to happen. It's going to be a pretty sad life. You're going to have to be this goody two-shoes, and there's no joy in life. That's 100% wrong. God designed every Christ follower to enjoy a life of freedom from condemnation. He wants you to be free. He wants us to renew our mind with the Word of God, and then... Good things are going to happen. So why this teaching this morning? Why this teaching on freedom? You see, if you're not a Christian, you're not free. You're guilty. You're empty. You're lonely. You're afraid of death. And you are condemned. Your sin condemns you. The only way to get free of that is to come to Christ and be born again. We'll talk to you about that at the end. That's the only way to get set free. From your past. It's the only way for your past not to have an effect on you today. Because when Christ forgives, by the way, the scripture says when Christ forgives, he takes our sins and casts them as far as the east is from the west. That doesn't mean God forgets. Uh, Balmer, hmm, uh, I don't remember anything about Balmer. No, God knows everything. He knows it, but it doesn't affect him anymore because it's already been forgiven. Now, Next statement is the key to the teaching today. Write it down. We can only follow Christ today by letting go of our past. We can only follow Christ today by letting go of our past. You see, to live that life of freedom, I have to forget the past. I have to let go of it. When I refuse to live in the past, I will start growing 
in the future. Peter had to learn that. You remember Peter? He had guilt in his past. Peter Peter failed Jesus on the night that Jesus was crucified. Peter three times. One, two, three. He denied he even knew Jesus. Peter was miserable. He had guilt. And every time Satan would know to bring up one, two, three. After Jesus was resurrected, he met Peter on the seashore. He'd met him a couple times before. And he said to Peter three times, one, two, three. But he wasn't talking about that. He says, Peter, do you love me now? Finally, Peter had to say, well, I wish I could say I would give my life for you, but, but I, 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 do, I do have a friendship with you. That's as good as Peter could do. See, he, he lost his pride. And then what, he, he, watch this. This is what Jesus said to Peter. Peter, you're forgiven. Now go and feed my sheep. That can only happen by God. I can't give you that, but God can give it to you. Now, who's writing Who's writing Philippians? Tell me. Let's see how good you are today. Who's writing Philippians? Paul. Let me ask you a question. Paul have anything to be forgiven in his past? When Before Paul came to Christ, what did he do? He murdered Christians. How many times do you think Satan brought that back to his mind? Why do you think Paul says, if I'm going to go forward, I have to let go of the past? Why does Paul write, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus? Because every time Satan brought it, Paul would just say, I'm free. I'm free to write that I haven't arrived yet, but I'm pressing forward. How about you this morning? You see... Freedom comes from putting our past accomplishments and sins out of our life. And when that happens for you and me, the last statement I want you to write this morning is this one. And this is powerful. We can only live in the present if we let go of our past. And I can only let go of my past if I know the truth of God's word. If you try to live by your feelings, you'll always be living in the past. So would I. I have to get over it. I dropped the ball. So what? Or I had the abortion. Or I had three divorces. What are you going to do? When Jesus met the woman caught in adultery, he said, go and sin no more. When Jesus met the woman at the well, five divorces, living with a guy, he didn't bring up any of her past. He said, would you like to have new life? Let's go forward. And I want to say to you this morning, we have to go forward. You have to go forward. Today, Pastor Mark shared an interesting quote from Rick Warren about how guilt can be used to manipulate our emotions. When we are emotionally focused, it's easy for us to get off track with God. We learned that God designed us to enjoy a life free from condemnation. Living in the present is the only way to have a successful walk with Jesus. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. This completes the teaching for Getting My Fast. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin the teaching Straining Forward into My Future. He will be jumping from the point of having forgotten our past into what we do next as Christ followers. We'll be learning how the Apostle Paul viewed his own Christian walk, and we'll be focusing on progressing in spiritual maturity. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.